0: You know, I feel like like bu- like being a bully or being bullied is a pretty common experience for a lot of Black people. Like, I feel like a lot of people who I've talked to have experienced it or dealt it to some capacity. Um, and maybe that's true for every, every race of people. You know, I wouldn't know because I, you know, I didn't, growing up, all Black community. So, you know, I didn't really even, no white
1: people until I got <laughs> to it. like,
0: okay.
2: go. I'd like to welcome everyone to another episode of the Let's Cat Podcast. I'm your host, Zeke, and in this episode, I have my friends, Darius and Quinn Jones, to speak about being black in the United States. I'd like to give a content warning for any strong language used in this episode, and I hope you have a nice day and enjoy the show. I like to welcome you guys for coming on the podcast.
1: Hello, hello. Thank you for having us.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So the first question I always like to ask is what would your origin be and how would you like to represent it? anyone to go first? Uh, um Man. Seems like a bit of a,
3: <laughs> a bit of a tough one, but I guess my origin story is, is that um well, I guess one one I was born in. It's weird. I want to say I was born and raised in Harlem, but that's kind of not completely the truth. Um, I was born in Harlem, 1993, um, but we've only li- I only lived there till I was five. Then we um, we moved into the shelter, me and my family. Um, and for a couple of years, we were bounced around the shelters. Um, we mo- we lived basically in a new apartment every year. Um, So early on, it wasn't very easy to make friends, especially at school, because you kind of knew you had a different class, a different set of people who you had to introduce yourself to every year. First, second, third, and fourth grade, completely different class from the last. Um, I've lived basic every year. It was like a new borough too, um from first grade. It was um Manhattan. No, you know what I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, it was Manhattan, and then we lived in the Bronx, and well, I guess we came back to
1: Manhattan, so never mind, but it was I felt like it was always hard to make friends. Um, I feel like I've tried hard to
3: be friends, to make friends, to get everyone um, to like me. And I feel like that kind of plays a role into my personality, how I am now. Um, I'm someone who's
1: like super friendly, super um, trusting. Um, I try
3: to see, I guess... The positive side of things, the good in everyone.
1: Um, And it has bitten me in the butt a couple times. Um, You know, trusting the wrong people or having your faith in the wrong thing. But um, it, childhood wasn't as easy it was it's something that i've been
3: thinking about lately that child my childhood i've kind of always
1: um analyzed it to the worst of everything like um oh i i feel like we weren't
3: the most well off when we were young but i've always felt there was always someone worse or we couldn't really hang out we've uh, i've always had to announce where I was going, when I was going, what time I was going to be home. If it was too late, then it was a big fat no. Um, and I always
1: had to call um, before I come home and when I'm coming home. Uh, and then always, I always
3: chalked it up to, um, I've always chalked it up to, oh, you know, people got it worse. I've, I've known friends who just can't hang out at all.
1: But I will always say that we did go through a difficult, um, or I, I went through
3: not the easiest childhood. But um, I think that just plays more into the whole um, see the best outlook mentality that I tend to have, or I try to
1: um, show when I talk to or communicate with people
0: you know what's interesting about that is like people always ask like how is one person um like so different from another even though you're brothers or your sisters um and the truth is that it's cuz like people see stuff from different perspectives and you don't get to experience everything that a brother or a sister might experience mm-hmm. so like for example Darius talks about you know, the struggles that we had as children, both perspective as like a four year old, um, it's very from like uh, Darius or like my older brother's perception of the time, because I'm a kid, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and pretty much I feel like my origin, like since I was a kid, like I had a lot of people supporting me. Like I had both my grandmothers, you know, I had my pops. um I had my mother, which is a lot because, like, growing up, most of the people who I knew didn't know their father. So, like, even in middle school, like, one of my friends told me they were spending a weekend with their father. And I was just like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, <laughs> those
1: exist?
0: Yeah, so it's like, you know, this in, in the community, like, to ha- to have that support of having my father around and, you know, constantly telling me, um, you know, I can do whatever I want or anything that I put my mind to, I can do. And then also having my mother in my corner who also told me all the time, you got to go to college, you got to do this, you got to make sure that you always have yourself set. So I felt like when I was growing up, the path was already paved for me because I have three older brothers. So, like, everything that they did, I'm taking little bits of everything that they do. Like, it's like, okay, let me, you know, uh, go to college, make sure that I got all my financial aid in order, you know, make sure that I'm doing everything that I got to do. Um, and truth be told, when I talk about support system, Darius was also a big support system for me when I was in college because, like, those financial aid checks, like, you know, when you like, 19 – that 2000 hit, like, something different. But the one mm-hmm. thing that I will say is, like, um, when you have, like, a significant other or something, you know, you, you spend more money because you want to go out, you want to do things, uh, as opposed to when you, like, single and you just chilling, playing 2K or something all day. Uh, <laughs> so my money going mad fast, like, Like, by the end of the semester, I mean, I'm talking dollar pizza. You know, Zeke, you know, I'm talking dollar pizza at the end of the semester. Um, and so, you know, barriers will always be like, I would be like, yo, I need like $300 to him," and be like, all right. I, I mm-hmm. give it to you. So, you know, having all those support systems, I think that's what allowed me to be like as successful as I am with uh, things that I've tried to do. Like, I feel like there's not nothing in my life right now that I've tried to do that I feel like I didn't, that I failed at. And I think part of that is just having a well-rounded support system. So I would say that that's, like, my origin is, like, just having a support system and and using that support system to the best of my abilities um, and just trying to do me at the end of the day.
2: Powerful. Thank you, bro. (laughs) (laughs) And before we continue with that, how would you like to represent each of you guys? Do you guys make a story, write a book, write a movie, write a video game?
0: Like you said, how would we represent ourselves?
2: Yeah, like mm-hmm. what kind of medium would you choose? Mm.
3: Um, I would choose a book, definitely. Because I feel like a movie wouldn't be able to um encapsulate everything that went on. I, I feel like there's a lot of defining moments. Um I feel like there's a lot of defining moments in your not not just your childhood, but um, in your life that happens and I feel like a movie like, what like a two hour or a two hour movie wouldn't be able to encapsulate everything that kind of molds you into the person uh, you are um, that's probably uh, why well, I feel like you actually don't see a lot of movies made about like people's memoirs and such, only like the really, really popular people you'll see like a movie is being made. Cause I feel like there's just a lot of things that I've gone through that I wouldn't be able to, um, I wouldn't be able to describe in a movie. Like going through school, um, I was, I I I was bullied basically almost my entire, almost my entire school life. Uh, I mean, not in my entire school life, but the probably like. Seventy-five percent of my school life, hmm. um, between years. Even in, ago, yeah, from huh? Even from in high school as well. The first year of high school. So half half of elementary school, fourth and fifth grade when we went to school in Harlem. Um. um uh, middle school, uh, entirely middle school, and the first year of high school. Um, but that's kind of because truth be told um the probably one of the main causes of um of me getting bullied by other kids, I would say the leaders quote unquote um one of them went to my middle school and then the other went to like my uh uh my high school for my freshman year, and then I transferred schools again, and then finally second high school i know only one person from like my previous schools and he was he wasn't really mess winning so um because yeah in fourth and fifth um i had some prime bullies and then some of them went to my middle school and then one of them went to my high school um and and then not only not only do I, I would like to go into details about the bullying. I, I would like to go into the details of like the effect that it had on me. Um, I would say there is a long time where I just... I did not like the color of my skin, and I will be honest about that. Um, my grandmother would have to console me, you know, why am I so dark? Why am I so black? Why do all the other kids call me African booty scratcher? Um, Like, I'm just as dark as, I'm darker than them. And, you know, my grandmother would have to tell me, oh, black is beautiful, this, that, and the third. And it feel like for a long time, I've alienated myself from, like, my own community because of the pains that I had just being bullied by black students for being darker than them. I mean, that wasn't the only reason, but it was. Uh, it it wasn't the only reason why the bullying was happening, but it was the one that I focused on the most. Mm. And not only that, um, the anxiety going through schools, um, changing uh, from year to year. Like I said, just not something that I think we'll be able to encapsulate in just the movie. Like, you'll be able to see, like, maybe a key moment
0: here and a key moment there, but I just feel like there's too much details. So a book is for sure. You know, what's interesting about that is while you were talking about the bullet, I was thinking about how, and I had this discussion briefly with my students. Um, of course, not in-depth, because, you know, my students are only a Um But... I was talking about how, and I was also bullied in elementary school, not in middle school, or high school, or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, I feel like, like, like being a bully or being bullied is a pretty common experience for a lot of Black people. Like, I feel like a lot of people who I've talked to have experienced it or dealt it to some capacity, um, and maybe that's true for every every race of people, you know, I wouldn't know because I, you know, I didn't, growing up, all black community, so, you know, I didn't really even know white people until I got <laughs> to Baruch. <laughs> when I got to Baruch, it's, it's not like, like I was talking to many white people because, you mm-hmm. know, we is in Sikhs. So, um, you know, that experience is so um, interesting because I don't feel like, like black people sometimes, when we talk about, like, alienate, like you mentioned to Darius, how, like, You know, you get bullied, and then sometimes you like to alienate from your own, like, community, right? Mm -hmm. But what I wanted to ask y'all, and you guys, you have to share your opinion on this. Do y'all think, um, like, in other communities, do you think people see bullying and think, like, like for example, do you think that a white person being bullied by another white person would think, oh, I don't want to associate with white people? Or do you think that that's, like, a, a... Black thing
3: I me okay so me personally I just I don't ever hear a white person being bullied for being too white
0: that's true
3: I just don't think that it's weird that's usually sign. that's like um I feel like that sign that's usually it's the whiter you are the um okay not the white y'all, cuz there's a lot of people who uh who, who try to tan themselves just to reach this complexion okay um but i just feel like it's not something that's 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 not um demonized mm. like you know you'll never go oh my god you're too white or um even if they are saying oh you know you're white you you know you're white as rice um it's not, it's, it's not something they like alienate I feel like it's something that they don't alienate themselves um, from each other about. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Because
3: I, I feel like in society, you know, um, well, you know, we live in America. Um, it, you know, the majority of people are white. Um, so they are going to, I feel like they are going to have a big influence on like, you know, light is beautiful. Um, and I just feel like a lot of people, by contrast, um, is going to say like you know the darker you are the not 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 per se say the darker you are the least attractive you are but um, it's not as it's Desire. not it's not as desired by like you know the caramel complexion because um, you will see you'll see it on a, a, a lot of. A lot of songs you'll see, you know, they'll talk about light-skinned niggas, dark-skinned niggas, this and that. Um not even just songs. You'll see um throughout history, you'll see um by both sides, um light-skinned black people were shown a a preference.
1: Um mm-hmm.
3: Interesting
0: about oh my fault, Darius. I didn't
3: mean. So yeah, so so I think it's just something that what I think just white people don't really go through. Like they'll, you'll never see like a subset of like you know. There's no like whiter skins or white skins versus whiter skins. <laughs> um. I just feel like throughout history there has been a there has been a focus on light skin, um, you know, even in past, you know, light skin um black people have gotten more attention from white people than dark skin. So there's this there's a lot of range of emotions there, but it's just something that I feel like, like I said, white people don't go through because it's not something that's perpetuated in their um in their societies.
0: The the funny thing about that is I feel like when you talk about like desirability, I feel like in media um a lot of times like as, as like um black men are teased for being darker, but I think in terms of like desirability on t v and media, usually it's darker skinned males but lighter skinned women. i mean do you sh- do you share that belief like i I feel like the the desire in the media is to have dark skinned men and light-skinned woman. And that translates to even what you see in music, what you said, like there, you know, even when Lil Wayne said he need a red bone, like a red bone, <laughs> like a light brown dog. Like, you. Know. so it's, it's just, you know, I feel like a lot of times like, like, you know, rap is the music that a lot of us hear in our households, um, you know, it's just music by us. So, you know, of course, a lot of us are going to listen to it. Um, and so like a lot, lot of kids carry that into the classroom. Even in my classroom, like I even see it, like some students have come up to me. I remember I was talking with a student last year. He was like, nah, Mr. Jones, black, just like me. Same color. <laughs> He's like, I gotta give me a, a Spanish mommy. You know, I think <laughs> doing that. Uh, and you know, I tried to, at the moment, I tried to challenge that. I'm like, okay. So why are, you, why are you specifically going after a Spanish girl? And, you know, he couldn't even rationalize in his own mind why. And so I was thinking, like, maybe it's the media influence that's just, you know, driving what we like. And that happens all over. Mm-hmm. Like, they got ads to make you like stuff. Like, think about, like, Apple. Apple does this all the time with their products. Yeah, there's a new iPhone 12, and it probably doesn't do anything different from the 11. But it's new. You want it right, <laughs> um, and so the same way how they do advertising, I feel like just the the videos that we look at as kids are ingrained in our minds, and so that's where that mentality to bully people based on skin color I feel like comes from. Just knowing that the standard of beauty is not blackness, the standard of beauty is like whiteness, and you know seeing how close you can get to that.
1: Mm-hmm. That's not like. For That's so
0: long it hasn't even you know now we have a push towards um people accepting their own hair
3: exactly they they've actually um i think they just made it illegal to discriminate against um black women's hair well, just yeah. recently <laughs> it was it was like this year, right it was like this whole last year where it's like now it's like a condemnation um of discrimination oh what what's considered professional hair.
0: Exactly. Think about that. Christ died two thousand one years ago, and here we are still asking people to accept our damn hair. (laughs) That's crazy. Like, okay, finally, your hair is acceptable in the workplace. (laughs) (laughs) Like, come on, it's just ridiculous at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, to answer your question earlier, though, Zeke, I'm sorry for. uh, I just strayed off completely. I feel like it would be dope to have, like, a video game. Like, I feel like you could have, like, one of those video games where, like, as I'm growing up, I'm leveling up, and I'm getting new skills from other people as I'm going through it. Like, you know, going to school, getting new skills, meeting people, getting new skills. Um, And I feel like that would be a cool way to depict, like, growing up in, like, Harlem. Because, you know, you even from me, me and my brother growing up, we literally saw and experienced how fast and how much the neighborhood changed. It was like, boom, like one, like at one moment, it was like, okay, everybody on the block, we have barbecues, you hanging out in your courtyard, you hanging out, you know, everybody on the block. And then like five years down the line, boom, you don't know nobody. There's a lot of people who you don't know in the neighborhood. And now they are looking at you crazy for being there. So it's like, that would be a dope video game. Like, it'll be like, yo, what happened? Like, the whole setting changes. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, welcome to Soha. <laughs> no longer Harlem. Um, so, yeah, I would go with a video game. I think that's pretty dope.
2: Nice, nice. This college is like different places. I guess, continuing with the topic at hand, I think it's definitely a media thing where if you train people to look at things a certain way, then they're going to with desire and react. And also, like, if you can get the oppressed to oppress themselves and police themselves, then you can easily control them because they can't pretty much unite because they're focused on all the differences.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I think with, like, white people, when I say, like, the media, is that it's like, mostly a classism thing with bullying. And also, um, like, I guess culture, because, like, going for the history class, how, like, Italians, were considered white for a long time, and now they're trying to um try to make Asian students be um as white. They call that all like school stuff. Mhm. Yeah. Okay. yeah.
0: Yeah, that's the, that's the crazy thing about America. It's like America, like over time, has been like the journey of other groups of ethnic groups of people being accepted into whiteness. Mhm. Black people exist as like that other people on the spectrum, so Which it's like is crazy you're working from being like them to you know finally being accepted into the whiteness, uh, and so black people just don't get that opportunity unless unless you're kind of white passing, then you have a whole other can of worms that you you know you may be able to deal with. I honestly
3: think it, it like it. it you mentioned that like how yeah me, the media tries to make you to think one way society tries to think you to think one way because yeah um irish people used to be down with black people irish people used to be down with us um think of like how little it um how little italy's little italy started like they got they were sitting down there because little italy used to be the slums little italy used to be the slums um there was uh there was a good time where italians was um was was um prejudiced against just just as much as we were um irish people once once um another set of group group of people who was um it was deep prejudice against them um the japanese during world war ii deep once against someone who was prejudiced against um, and it's just weird how these are groups that has been like besides the japanese um who have now you know you wouldn't consider them different from white people um you know their 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 struggles and their um their struggles integrating into american society um isn't really talked about because in, in in essence i feel like it worked it succeeded they're definitely like you know when people say when people who say white people there's no asterisk for, for um you know for italians anymore they used to be that asterisk there um in history but that's not the case anymore um i just feel like like you said um you know we 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 talk about like all these statistics and shit, and I just feel like that plays a role in how people view us. Like if you from if you're from Ohio, um I mean not in Ohio, Kentucky. Kentucky is like 97% white people. So if you hear on the news, if you all, all you hearing on the news is black is some black guy did this and some black guy did that and Black people are three times more likely to rob your house and shoot up your dog, um, then you're going to get a natural fear of Black people because you don't interact, them, you don't interact them with it in your communities. Um, you don't talk to them. You don't see them on a daily basis. Um, so all your proof of how Black people act is by the media, and the media is telling you, oh, you know, just having a Black person in the area, you're three times more likely to get robbed. Um, that ha- that's been happening throughout society, and the news never talks about why those statistics are that way. You know, they don't talk about, um, or at least they don't talk about enough um, about the underlying systematic um, issues that that's throughout our society. Um, all they want to all they want to shoot out is you know eye-catching headlines, but as uh, like I said before, that slowly, slowly, um, people use that as evidence to just write off every black person they see. And I just feel like those wrongs are just not corrected in today's age. Well,
0: hmm. I mean, I don't even know if that's something about today. I think that's just something that's always going on.
3: Oh, no, I mean, I mean, oh, I meant like it's going on to this day. That's what I meant. Mm. Like it's yeah, you're right. That's something that has gone on. Um for for well, since black people been in America, really. Um, not even just America. It's I mean in history, truth be told.
0: Yeah. I mean it's always gone on. Even before black people were in America, when you had when there was Africans and European countries were trading with Africans, it described them as savages. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's gone on for about as long as <laughs> you can think back to um, you know, I don't know if it's just I mean, do you guys think personally, do you think that like racism is something that can ever like be taken out of the country like can we can we live in a country that's like a for example, like in Switzerland, everybody is the same, and they treat each other the same, and so their policies act under the assumption that everybody is the same. Do you think that America will ever get to a point where um, black people will be almost the same as white people in a political and economic sense?
1: That's, I feel like that's a hard answer. I feel like today, today, no. And for a long time, I think the answer is no. Um, I feel like, um, cause there's always, there's always going to be
3: some, there's always going to be some asshole who's trying to, um, there's always going to be some populist, right? Um, someone who's trying to rally the majority against, um, a unified cause. And it's just so easy to pick some, some unrepresented minority and paint them as the enemy um, that you must all rally against that's happened throughout history, and I don't think that's something that's going to go away anytime soon um because it it's not just it doesn't just happen in America it happens throughout the world even unfortunately um even in African countries um it's just more there it's more religious it's more religious than
1: anything, but even um People who are, um, people who are,
3: um, who, like, have, like, native religious, um, backgrounds are, like, ostracized by, like, you know, Christians or Muslims. Um, so I just think this, this, um, this radicalization, um, of, like, a populist group, to ostracize an uh, easily unrepresented minority is something that's gonna happen for a long, long time. And I don't know what's gonna change that. That's something that I just don't think, mm. I can imagine at this point. I think it's hard to say never. I think you can never say never about anything, but it's gonna be something that's super hard
1: to, um,
3: there's gonna be something hard to attain. Because unfortunately, I just feel like with, with history, the only thing that has brought people together is another enemy. <laughs> it's, it's when you say, I don't like that guy. Hey, I don't like those guys either. Let's get together and not like this one guy. Um, and I just feel like it's going to be hard to find something that unifies everyone under the same umbrella. And for a long time.
0: Uh, you talking about aliens now?
3: <laughs> Maybe. <laughs>
0: That's the only Maybe. thing I could think of. Like, you going with that?
3: I mean, because <laughs> like, if, like, take a take an example. Um, su- uh, there's an uh, African country called, uh, you know, a- a Sudanese Sudan Sudan. Um, in Sudan, um, for a while, I think the majority of the country was um was Muslims, and so other so other minority religious groups like i said the native african religions
1: um i think it was like some christians um they all wanted to secede from
3: sudan so that's why there's a south sudan now they um they they broke away i think 2013 or 2012 um but once they broke once they broke off um there wasn't a part of Sudan anymore. they're their own country now. They celebrated for like two three years um and then now that there's a there's a civil war going on up uh, there's almost a civil war going on in Sudan as we speak because the groups that were once that once came together um that once came together to succeed from Sudan they're going against each other now um and it all started because I think um, the president was one religion and the vice president was a second religion. And ultimately, politics started to break down into um, ethnic polarization. Mm. So I just think that, well, so maybe it is going to be aliens. <laughs> maybe it is going to be aliens. But I just think, for unless we can find something that unifies everyone under one belief and one cause,
1: it's going to be something that's hard to um, fix.
0: Yeah, it would definitely have to be something that would make people think, okay, we're not black or white, we're just all humans. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would that would be the next step to, you know, getting some kind of change like that. Because you know, now people it's it's incredible that people <laughs> make up these beliefs based on the color of your skin. Like it's it's not like we're so different from other people, but that's the way that other people perceive it to be, which is almost, it's crazy for me to imagine, but that might be me talking from my perspective. Like if I was white, raised white and never seen a black person, it might, they might you. Might, I might look at myself now and be like, I have no idea what that person's intentions are. And I think part of the issue that we have is that we even refer to each other as, like, black people or white people or Asian people. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if we just talk, talk about each other as people,
1: or Americans, um, then I think
0: that would matter a bit less. Um, but that's living in a fairy tale right now.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm not
0: going to sit here and pretend that we go all hold hands and just be happy because the reality is um, that some minority groups in America don't have uh, the same chances to be successful as other groups. And the reason why is because there has been long-standing oppression. And that has real implications. That passes down from generation to generation. Like I would have loved to have a house passed down to me, but I don't. <laughs> Like, I <laughs> I would have loved to have an acre of land in my name, but I don't. And I, I recognize also that there's, you know, there's white people who obviously don't have these things either. But, um, you know, I just feel like widespread is just not something that we have. You know, it's not something like I've never heard another person tell me, oh, okay, my father's leaving me this house. I've never seen that before. I mean, maybe they might leave you their rent controlled apartment.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Which is glorious. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's but, you know that's that's about all you're going to get over on this way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but you know. Yeah, I I just don't I don't see that changing anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Um hoping for tw- 2500. <laughs> 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 maybe maybe hundreds of years from now. Um yeah. I don't know. Race is tough. <laughs> and then even tougher when you get into race and ethnicity, then you got a whole other can of worms.
2: Yeah, definitely. The thing is that I think evolution had to happen and humans was had to evolve to a different being of like, okay, cool. Because even if you like I was thinking about if you take like we don't ask, like what race or ethnicity you are on the um like applications, you can still see them by the last name, and their first name sometimes too. Because mm-hmm. you guys have the last name Jones, the last name Williams. Somebody has like last name Ramirez. You can see the difference. Yeah, the culture difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: And it's it's a shame that it has always been like that. Like like when you talked about how um we don't you know how you don't have you don't have generational wealth. You know, that's unfortunately a lot of a lot of black people do not have generational wealth, because unfortunately, through history, through society, we have been kept down through systematic racism. Um, and, and it used to we we like to not pretend how bad it used to be, or, or at least, you know, the media or like society in general um don't like. Like to pretend it wasn't as bad as it used to be. Like, did you know the only coup, the only coup in America to be successful um, was when I think it was, um, I think it was in North Carolina uh, when around the 50s, someone um, quote me if I'm wrong. I forget the year, but I think it was around the 50s. It is. Or the '60s, or the '70s. It is the only cool to be successful in the United States, where um, a lot of a lot of um, Black people were um, getting was getting elected into office, and it was considered um, a mixed state um, around this time, or at least it was starting to become a mixed state. Uh, a bunch of, I'm sorry, you know what? No, this was way back when. This is. I'm sorry. I'm getting. The, I'm getting the years wrong.
1: Are you
0: talking? I mean, uh, the only coup that I could think of. Well, there's actually. That's what I was wondering when you were talking, because I could think of a couple coups that have. You know, it depends what you mean by work. Like you got Bacon's Rebellion with like indentured servants and slaves, and you know after that, you know many of those indentured servants. Started to get moved into what we now know as like whiteness, right? Mm-hmm. And then you also have like some slave up- uprisings as well. Oh, um. the
3: Wilmington, Wilmington, Wilmington. I believe it had. believe it was North. It was like North Carolina. And yeah, um, it was in the nineteen hundred. It was like the nineteen. It was like late eighteen hundreds or early 19, um, 1900s. So I was wrong about the year.
1: You're but
0: talking about Wilmington Insurrection of eighteen ninety
3: eight. Yes, that. There you go. Where um it was it was like I said um biracial office um um I think there there black people was represented in North Carolina's government. Um, they were starting to be elected more and more over the years. Um, This is back when the Democrats were super racist. Um, They didn't like that. And what they did was that they had, um, like, some militia group come, run into offices, and evict Black people. Told them, just go away, don't come back. And it got to the point where it escalated into... into what I would consider a terrorist attack. You know, terrorism is basically they want to spread fear. And they they were spreading some fear. Um and ultimately what happened because of that um because of that coup attempt, um North Carolina just their, their entire parliament was just white. Was just completely white after the um after the coup. And it is considered one of the only successful coups in America where government officials were, were evicted by force and another government was set up in its place.
1: Yeah. And it's
3: the only one that happened in the, on America, um, that I know that happened on America land where government officials are, are by gunpoint told to get out of office and no one does a thing.
0: Yeah, to, to add a little more context during the time, In North Carolina, there was a lot of black and um, white political figures elected into office uh, who were known as fusionists. And pretty much they were fighting towards, you know, equality. um, Mm -hmm. And groups of white supremacists and the Democrats um, saw it as a threat. And so they started like a little propaganda campaign. They organized... um, and so they armed themselves and then they ran at the government officials and forci- forcibly made them um, leave office
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it even said on the article that i read that 60 to 300 people were killed during the coup mm-hmm. so it was not a bloodless uh, uprising it was not a situation where people were asked to leave and they just did it um it actually resulted in the death of people. Um, And the interesting thing about that is like, when you think about black uprisings throughout history and you get, you can even look to what happened this summer. (laughs) If you want to look (laughs) at a recent thing, whenever there's some type of uprising or unrest in a black community, it's quickly stomped down. Like it's not allowed to fester. Like you could think back to the Black Panther movements when strategically um, leaders of the Black Panther movement were wiped out. You could think back to leaders of the civil rights. Strategically, they were wiped out. You can look at Black Lives Matter. What happened? When the riots started, immediately you saw people with riot shields. You showed people with um, the rubber bullets. And you might think, oh, well, some people were rioting. But they actually have police stationed out there before the riots broke out. And if the cops were held accountable when it happened, then you would have never had all of that unrest. So I think it's funny that, you know, one of, like you mentioned, one of the most successful coups in American history happens to be won by white supremacy.
1: Mm -hmm. And I think
0: that has something to do with the fact that throughout history, um, like, political figures have not, like, outright dispelled, like, white supremacist groups. And you even seen it with our, with our President Trump. How <laughs> <laughs> to stand back and stand by. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's gotten ridiculous to this point. Um, mm-hmm. That's why I just feel like, like, the whole racism die out or believing that Biden being elected is going to change things Surrounding race is a little bit uh, too optimistic mm-hmm. because all of you know is this is stuff that people are taught. This is stuff that people are raised on. We talked about how um, children like us, like black children, are constantly bombarded with a meet, with a, with a certain um, media attention that makes us dislike our own skin. Well, you have some white people who are growing up in households and with newspaper ads and other things that tell them that, you know, they're in danger, their way of life is in danger. And so they turn to this white supremacy out Mm -hmm. of fear, And, you know, wanting to keep the status quo alive. So it's, you know, this, it's not gonna happen anytime soon. Like, I I think humans will die before (laughs) we actually have full equality. Like, I really think that. I don't think it's anything that's going to be solved anytime soon. And it's sad to say, but it's just that these beliefs are just too deep rooted. The only way that you're going to have any kind of change like that is if people died. But, you know, people have babies, they teach their babies the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. I don't see that changing anytime soon.
3: Right. That's the whole reason why the Confederacy, even though they got stomped out over 100 years ago, um, it's it, their, their ideals are still alive and well because, mm-hmm. like you said, white supremacy wasn't stomped out as much as it should have been. Um, they were still allowed to hold on to their beliefs. They was able to still teach how awesome their um their their um how awesome their Confederate soldiers were, and you know they were they're still 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 argue to this day that it was just about states rights, but then when you ask them the state's rights to do what then that's when it's it's oh you know conversation over um i just think it's something that's always going to be racism is
1: taught and unfortunately it's always going to be taught because it's going to be taught by racists um I, I, I just like I said, I don't know
3: what the future entails because I, I think it's just hard to, it's hard for me to imagine what's gonna be in the future. Like I, I would like to believe, like you know, there's gonna be like interstellar travel, um, other planetary adventures, like
1: hundreds of years into the future, and it, well, if we get that far anyway, <laughs> um, but. It's
3: I think I think there is always gonna be some type of um there's always gonna be some type of racism going on, some type of ethnic polarization. Who's gonna be the target? That might change. You know, that might change. It, it, hey, it might be the robots. Like <laughs> you know, we <laughs> we we discover we figure out how to do artificial intelligence and then you know we create a bunch of intelligent robots and then the robots want to and then the robots want rights. That's the only thing I can think of. But like I said, there's always gonna be some type of ethical polarization. It's just who's getting it might change. Who's on the receiving end? And right now, like I said, it's, it's just too dang easy to go like, you know, what's the poorest group in America who really can't, um. This is just like, you know, who's who's at the bottom of America? Because I honestly feel like it's more of a, I feel like it's the more important fight is um, the difference between classes. It's just unfortunately, guess who has the most wealth in America? Mm. Um, and they're going to use, and they're going to use, did you say Trump? That nigga ain't got no money. Uh,
0: Trump definitely got money.
3: Oh, he's, I mean, he, I mean, yeah, he got money, but like that, my, my boy's in debt. Um, I think he has more debt than cash, but, you know, when you own stuff, that counts. But I think paper money, I think he has more debt than, paper,
1: um, than like, physical cash. Yeah,
0: but, well, I think the aim for a lot of people, once you make a certain amount of money, is to try and have a lot of assets rather yeah. than. Having a lot of cash on here, yeah. Yeah, I
1: guess that's how you hide the cash, right?
0: That's how you get out of taxes. But- that's true. The more properties you have, the more you know. You can use those properties to get some tax breaks. That's why Trump only pays seven fifty, but I pay over seven fifty every single check. I mean, I'm not mad about it. I'm just saying, <laughs> it's like crazy that I'm paying more than our president in taxes every single day. Like, come on. <laughs> nah. Yo, there was not enough outrage about that. That's what. We, see, this is what get me hyped about these people who support Trump. Like, there's not enough outrage about him paying 750 in tax. I get it. People say, you know, oh, a lot of wealthy people don't really pay taxes like that. Well, I don't care. I'm talking about Trump right now. <laughs> and it's pretty appalling that your own president is not paying these taxes. Like, mm-hmm. it's ridiculous.
3: Crazy.
0: Like, how you you expecting people to accurately report on their income tax and our president not even doing it? Like, come on, man. Come on. Come on. It's you could never convince me that there's a reason for somebody who's poor to pay more taxes than somebody who's a millionaire. That don't make sense to me. And you could never make it. You could never make a convincing argument about it for me. Because there's some people who pay taxes, and those taxes take away money that they need to eat.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's
0: ridiculous, yo. I can't even. <laughs>
2: <laughs> throughout history, it's always been like, what's the solution? We have the money to tax the poor. Even like a Roman time, it was like, we spent someone's money, take away from the citizens. He are just like, huh? <laughs> or oh, like the French Revolution. Yeah. We like, I mean, that castle, and anyway, I was like, uh, let's get them guillotined.
3: Exactly, like you just said. This is something that has always happened throughout history. <laughs> And it's crazy, like even um like in, you know during during the rule of kings and queens, guess who um guess who most of the financial burdens um hold upon? The working class, the poor, the broke, the farmers, <laughs> towing the lands, growing the bread, they got the heaviest of taxes despite basically running the country. And, it, and it's happening to this day. And it's just, it's just, it's just interesting to see no one learn from history. It's, it's, it's weird. Like everything, everything that happens today, you can easily go and say, hmm, this happened this, um, this year or this decade or this century, nothing that happens on the news today is nothing new. It is nothing new. It is the same tactics being used by the same by like you know by people with the same ideology and it seems to always work and it's just strange to see that like how people just don't understand you know the tactics that that a few people would use to exploit you know to exploit
0: well, you know, part of it, I think, is, like, fear-mongering. Like, think about how well the, how well you capitalism is in America. Like, if I go right now and I'm on the news talking about, oh, we should give out a check to everybody who's food insecure in America so that they can afford food, mm-hmm. I might be called a socialist or a communist
1: mm-hmm. because
0: I want to get people who can't afford food food. True. That's how crazy... Pe- people have become over capitalism that it's like, like Zeke, you know this, we go to Baruch. People are so crazy about their money. Like God forbid that you want to relax a day and not worry about getting the next big internship at J.P. Morgan Chase or, you know, so-and-so like it's, it's very cutthroat in society and mm-hmm. people really don't like like the idea of people getting stuff provided for them. But in reality, like we just talked about, all they're getting back is their tax money. Like that two thousand dollars that people were calling, oh, that's communism, you can't do that. Bro, that's our money. Like <laughs> they're just like, yo, let's give them back a fraction of their money. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and then I guess you know, McConnell was like, nah, we're not doing it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so now we got stuck with our 600. But, yo, the belief in is, capitalism is nuts. And the craziest part about it is it seems like the people who hate, like, socialism don't really even know what socialism really is. They don't. Because, like, if you ask them questions about it, they're just like, oh, you just want to, you know give people money for not doing nothing like it's like no that's not how it works that's not even how communism works like
3: (laughs) i mean communism is a i would say communism is actually um extreme socialism anyway so
0: i mean i could see that but i i feel like socialism you can kind of it, I feel like socialism is more impl- easily implemented into a government and political system, whereas communism, you need a complete overhaul of your like political systems and your I, economic systems for trade.:
3: Okay, I actually think when people talk about communism, quote unquote, I don't think communism can like I don't think communism can even function. communism cannot function as a government, because communism isn't government. Communism is supposed to be like, you know, the people control the means of like, you know, everything in society. There's no ruling class, there is no class system. Mm. It's just everyone does their part and um, get money accordingly. But I feel like that cannot happen as a system because it's like, I mean, okay, everyone does what they need in society then you're going to need a couple people who's going to control the funds for you know what one industry or the next and then people you're going to have to collect funds for government you know for roads infrastructure so on and so forth and i feel like in in trying to fix these issues that's going to come up with um trying to implement communism you're going to inherently create a government <laughs> you know, i mean you're going to have people to control the money you're going to have people who rally um Rally the money, and then you're gonna have people who decide what's best done with the funds that's collected. Congratulations, you just created a government. <laughs> um, so I don't think communism can can function, but it's just weird how you just throw out the name communism and people is just quick to shut down the conversation then and there. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's once again, that's something that's that's like I don't know if that's like due to like the educational system or just like how America is, um, in a nutshell, but um, like. It's just, it's just strange how people are willing, like you said, it is fear mongering. They hear communism, they hear socialism. And even if it's not, not to be completely beneficial to them, they're quick to
0: shut it down. Yeah, that's the craziest thing is that, like, I'm on Facebook and there's, like, working class white people telling me that they don't want the $2,000 check. I'm like, (laughs) what are you doing? (laughs) Like, you know, I'm, I'm not, you know. You know, I'm, I was looking forward to, I'm looking forward to the check, right? Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to the check, you know, because I want to invest in the market. But there's more pressing matters. Like, some, pe- some people need the check because they can't work. Some people need the check because they can't afford food. Some people need the, the check for a whole host of other things that, to be honest, at the end of the day, I don't care what you need to check. Like, um, as long as there's people out there who really depend on the money, it should it should go through. Like, there's enough people struggling, there's enough small businesses struggling in America that we should have the $2,000 check. And honestly, the government was let off easy, right? Because many other governments around the world were giving their citizens much more money. And, you know, for a long time, um, Americans shut up about it, wasn't going hard about actually getting stimulus checks. Which, again, ties into the whole, I don't want to be seen as getting a handout. You know, it's like this whole mentality that the government has fostered around the people, which self-serves the government because it's like, good, y'all don't want no money? Great.
1: <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. So it's like, it's like okay with them, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But there's people starving, people who can't afford to live right now, people who can't work. And this is nuts to me. Like We look like we could be heading towards another shutdown. People should have got their money. That's the bottom line. People should have got that money. It's our money. We pay taxes. Trump don't pay taxes. Let me see McConnell's tax return. He probably not pay taxes either. So the way I see it, yo, Trump only pays $750 in taxes. At least give us Trump money. At least. How are we getting less than what he paying in taxes and he not paying nothing, man? It's crazy to me. I can't. Yo, the, the economy in this country is absurd. And I, I think it's just because we keep moving the
3: goalposts, truth be told. Like, people call Biden... People call Biden, um... Like, you know, socialists. Socialists was thrown at him and Kamala throughout their presidential campaign, but policy wise, Biden is actually a little bit right leaning It's just that we're willing, it's just that they're willing to throw buzzwords and fair and fair words um, to whoever their opponent is. And then the goal poles, the goal just eventually gets moved. Yeah. Um, you know, like, you know, just further down the line. And it's just, I don't know how that,
0: how that's that needs to be fixed I think we just need like an. well it's like um it's a system thing really because like you can even think back to like President Obama mm
1: -hmm. like
0: people like we're calling these people Democrats and liberals when actually if you look at their policies they tend to not be that liberal like Bernie Sanders was liberal you know but most of the Democrats that you see actually running for office are not liberal Democrats. And part of the reason why is because the ideas that a liberal would support scare, like, half of America. So, like, once you start saying, like, oh, college should be free, you turn off half the population. So then you have to count on that other half to help you out. So you got to toe that line. So all the Democrats coming out are... The, they're like centrists, really. If you think of like centrists, mm-hmm. that's, that's who Democrats are right now. And then you might have a couple who you might be like, oh, okay, they, they're a little bit liberal. you know. Because, you know, when you're liberal, you want to think a, a little bit, you want to advocate for some type of, um, not like structural change, because that would be radical. But you want to advocate for like distribution of equity. And they don't do that at all.
3: Mm. They want to keep it all at the
0: top. What's up, Darius?
3: That's it. They want to keep it all at the top. There's no.
0: no. <laughs> it's not. Not only that they want to, they doing it. They doing it.
2: Cool. On that note, I guess we could talk to end. We can do it for like an hour, right? Mm-hmm. I cool. see. Okay, right, cool. So last question. Is what you guys name your origin stories? Um,
1: um love, yourself. love yourself. Damn, you yo,
0: my mom right now? <laughs> <laughs> um, um I'm gonna name mine supporting cast Hmm. because you know all my family members friends they're the supporting cast behind me that lets me shine
1: cool and then yeah
3: mine is that i think for a long time like i said for a long time i i guess i felt like i was someone with an identity that kind of didn't vibe with it It took me a long time to believe the words that my grandmother would tell me all the time. I would come home crying, you know, which is, you know, black is beautiful. Um, It just took me a long time to take to heart what she said. Um, And and it's still something, I guess I am still, um, it is still something to this day. That
0: I'm going through so you know what, Zeke, you need the um you need like a meme button. Like mm-hmm. you need the Deontay
2: Wilder to this
1: day. <laughs> 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 to this day. All
2: right, thank you for God, for coming.
1: All right, bro. No problem, man. No problem. Right. I'll All catch man.
2: you later. Catch you. That brings another episode of the Let's Guy podcast to a close. I have to thank Darius and Quinn for being guests on the podcast. For next week, the last episode, my mother will be making a return to the podcast. I hope you continue the next day, and I hope to see you there.